This is Arvot Radio Podcast. So Ibi, can go ahead and tell me about the first book you ever read. Mm, the first book I ever read. Uh, it's a bit hard because um, it's a bit, the memory is a bit blurry. But I'm very sure that it was a Mills and Bones book. Now, if you're a if you're an avid reader, I'd say you'll know Mills and Bones are those books that are explicitly romantic. So they're not just romantic, but they're a tad too detailed. So yes, I think that was the first book I have memory of myself reading. So in all of the books you've read, uh, what are the genre you're looking at every time you read a book? Like your mm. most favorite genre when you want to read a book. Mm. What genre are you looking out for every time? I think fictional prose does it for me because I'm big on descriptions and narrations. I like to tell stories, so I also like to hear stories. I like to read stories, especially stories that have like very avid descriptions. Like I can imagine the story just by reading it. So yes, fictional prose always does it for me. Now, what's the storyline supposed to be about that should uh, trigger you? Romance, uh, mother... Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thriller. Uh, tell me, what what does this story do to you? Like, what exactly? Is I don't it? think it has to be. It doesn't have to be like a particular storyline, right? It doesn't have to be a particular storyline. You could read on. I have authors that are trailer writers in quotes, right? So almost all of their books are trailers, suspense, investigation. And I love them. I also have the ones that are so romantic. Oh my God. They're so good. And I love them. I have the ones that just write on life, reality, things that are just very relatable. So yes, I think that with books generally, I like to pick up a book and be able to relate with maybe not everything in the book, but a few things in the book, right? So it doesn't have to be a particular storyline. Just be a good writer. Now, since you're trying to decide uh, which book you've read first, that's the reason why we're still stalling on you explaining or telling the story behind your first book. Mm. So now that you've been talking, I'm sure that you've been able to remember exactly what is it in your first book that you ever read, if you ever remember. So tell me, what was the story I about? Like, I like that. I like that Oscar clause, if I ever remember, <laughs> because... Okay, it's it's still very blurred, because I, I can't remember the title. Mm. I can't remember the title, but I do remember, like I said before, it was a romance book. It was way too graphic. Um, I think that it was about a guy and a girl. It was kind of like a forbidding love romance story. So the storyline is still very blurry, but I'm extremely (laughs) sure that it was a Mills and Bones book because that was the book that opened me up to many more Mills and Bones. this is like how many years ago? Ah. Hmm. 15? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely cannot remember. Maybe be before then, I'd, I'd read books like, I don't know, all those primary school books. So I don't know if those ones count. Chiki and the River, Obi and the Tiger, Simi and Simi, the Bats. Simi goes to school. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if those ones count. Like an actual book. I was forced to read those ones, Sha. But like an actual book that I read, it was a Mills and Bones. It was a Mills and Bones story. Yeah, it was a Mills and Bones story. Your favorite author still now? No. I don't, funny thing is, I don't read Mills and Bones again. Like, once I see Mills and Bones, I'm like, what's that? Please carry it away from me. Uh, what happened? <laughs> I think that, okay, first of all, because I had read, not to exaggerate, I read maybe 30 Mills and Bones books. Mm-hmm. 
And then you 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 tend to discover that they all have almost the same storyline. Literally almost the same storyline. A girl fall in love with a boy, a boy fall in love with a girl, something, something, something. Then they will describe sex in detail. So so why get tired of such stories? Because that's the only kind of story that helps you relax in this part of the world. It's cliche. That's not even the only story that helps <laughs> me relax. But it's way too cliche. Like you could you could make it the same but like spice it up here and there add romance add suspense rather you know all those kind of things and i think those are the things that the authors i love currently are doing they're not really doing anything extraordinary they're just adding the extraordinary to the ordinary so it was it started to get so cliche then at some points i think there is pride in readers there are some books that you don't read at a certain level because you feel like it's for entry-level readers oh god <laughs> you feel like it's for entry <laughs> so i feel like people who are just People want to start out as readers, especially the ladies who just stick to Mills and Bones, Silhouette Romance, all those kind of books. Because once you, in fact, from the cover, you can know the content. So I'm like, nah, I'm above that. Now you're, you're, you've grown beyond I'm bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, but yeah, basically, that's how, how many it. books do you consume in a year? Ha, that's a tough question. I don't, I don't necessarily set this Should, I, should I ask again, how many books do you read in a year? I've actually never set a standard that I must read such amount of books. But on an average, at least let's say over the past five years, every year. Huh, this is thoughtful. There are years, I know last no, the COVID year, I think I did I did like nine books a month. Hmm. So I'm trying to do the math in my head. I read books. This was someone that reads the page in a few seconds. <laughs> No, see, that COVID year, I read, I read so many books. I think that, that was the year I read the most. The year after, which was last year, right? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> I read last year too. I read last year because the Lord was not showing me Shige Banza like this. So I read a lot. Let's say five books a month. You know you succeeded in not discussing your first book you ever read. We'll get back there. There's I, a book that I remember, but it's not in Mills and Boons. I think that when I left the Mills and Boons category, then I read that book. I have not remembered the book. No, this one now. I can remember that one. You can remember it? Yes, this one. Can we? Can, can, can you tell <laughs> us about the book? The whole world. See, everybody should know that. Everybody should know this book. Papua Hibiscus. I read Papua Hibiscus in just one. Yes. And that's the one you remember. Lord. It's so bad. I can remember lines in the book. I remember, the, I remember the smell of the book the very first day I read it. So would you still recommend that book for someone um, this year? Yes. Knowing for the fact that you read this book over how many years ago? Over eight years ago. But I read it twice this year. Again? Yes. I think that's one book that I'm obsessed with. Now, somebody even collected a book and refused to return it on the basis that I'm reading it too much. Like, I read, I've read that book so much. Mm. Huh. No, no. I, I don't say it's my favorite book, but Omar, if there's a list of favorites, it will be topping the charts because it's so good. Okay, so we're just going to take a break right now because we're going to come back and you have to tell us a story behind the Popo Hibiscus here. Oh, wow. <laughs> because she's recommending this book for you to read this year. This it's the end of this year, so don't wait till next year to read the Popo Hibiscus according to IBK. Okay. So we're going to wait till IBK can actually remember everything that happened with Popo Hibiscus and tell mm. us why she's reading this book over and over again. 
And yeah, that's your Mel Zambon's book. You're going to tell us one of the romances <laughs> that you learned about it. No, keep laughing. That's what's going to happen here. Oh my God, you he guys said, don't want to hear you it, to be honest. You said you wanted to put you on the spot. Now, this is... We'll put, literally put in the host of uh, Book Talk Show oh my God. on the spot because that's what she wants. So we're just going to wait until she can tell us mm. exactly what we need to hear. Now <laughs> that you say it, it's not coming to my head. This is Aravot Radio Podcast. Okay, you're welcome back, fam. Uh, we've been we're doing this earlier via the visual. So if you're just coming back from the visual session, you're very much welcome. That's yeah. the idea. We didn't <laughs> want to do everything over there so that you can have a chance to just listen while you do other things because we figured out that we're a little bit distracting you from driving because it's been quite interesting watching IBK talk. Oh, so wow. we had to switch just so that you can as well drive well. Focus. You can do everything you want to do so that you don't have to put your phone out in public. You know, it's Christmas period. Guys are not smiling. So now we're back. And we can always remember that IBK has been on Mel's and Bones. And so we'll decide not to press her neck on that because <laughs> she has refused to give us the entire graphics. Of Mel's and Bones. Because I don't remember. Because we're asking you about the first book you ever read. And you said Mel's and Bones books. So you can imagine someone starting her reading with a little bit of cor- corruption. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's why you stay away. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots okay. fired. Did it hurt anyone? No, no, I'm no, good. Wow, I'm no. good. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so she said that in continuation, she picked... Um, Popo Hibiscus, you read that book um, during your first year in secondary school. Yep. That's a long time ago. You probably would have been very, very tiny ago. that time. I was very tiny, like w- a pencil. Were you putting the book? Uh, where? Where were you hiding the book when you I was read? actually holding it. Okay, so tell us, um, what is it about uh, Popo Hibiscus and who's the author? Hmm. Okay, so the author is my all-time favorite, Chimamanda Adichie. Um... What is it about the book? I think you helped me break down that question because <laughs> because it's very it's it's large. So just help me break it down so like I can't express myself because the book makes me very giddy most times. Makes you giddy. Yeah. Okay. Explain. It puts me see. Okay, they can't see me, but you can't see me. I'm smelling and my cheeks are starting to hurt. Are you trying to say that this was a wrong idea not to put a camera in front of us? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's that's how excited the book gets me. So, yes, it's it's one book that I remember the first time I read it so vividly, and I'm so grateful, extremely grateful that I read it, that I picked up that book and I read it. Okay, uh, can you just give us a bit of what the story is about, like an overview, like okay. what someone as you're telling me now? Hey, go read Papu Habiscus. Uh, you should also be telling me what I'll be looking out for. So what would I be looking out for going into this book? Okay, so um, the story puts the spotlight on a family, right? Um, a, a religious family. They belong to the Roman Catholic, what I call the division of Christianity. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the girl's father, because the girl will be our main character going forward. So the girl's father is sort of an extremist okay. in the sense that you don't confess in school. He's pouring hot water on your leg. And it's telling that the pain would 
steer you to do better next time. Oh, wow. The kind of thing that happened to us back in the day, that story has been on and on with everybody. Are you serious? Like, um, you hear stuff like, hey, I failed. I'm not going home today because my dad's going to deal with me. And you know what was going to happen. Like, hey. Are you serious? Someone will be like, you see someone crying and crying their eyes out. They can't go home. And you're asking why. They see their result. They say, but you came third. They say, no. The target at home said I must come first. And if for any reason I don't come first, it has to be second. My punishment will be minimal if I come second. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden you find yourself third. That's death penalty. And you can't, yeah, you can't go home. Like, next you hear, oh. my, my mother will pepper me. Prior to this time, I, I, I thought all of this was just heresy or millennials just trying to exaggerate. Okay, but no, that's, that was really happening. We had people oh. then who, uh, at least we witnessed a few people. And so we're going to be to our chest and be like, wow, so we can actually escape with fourth and fifth. And mm. nobody's asking us questions. They're like, hey, you're back. Hey, you, you don't think your dad's going to tell you failed. And that's all. You'll, you'll probably starve you of Christmas rice and Christmas mm. clothes. But yeah. that's not doesn't go that extreme that you have to be punished that way. Although, oh. not giving me Christmas clothes is a huge punishment. Uh, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> well, uh, it was a punishment. I was traveling all the way prize. to about to buy Christmas clothes. Every other person will go, I won't go. You stay at home, you cry your eyes out. Your mother will be like, eh, when school start again? <laughs> Try hard, eh? So that Try next hard. year. So that your father will take you to go and buy clothes. So that you're working hard to, for clothes, not literally punishment. Yeah. So go, go on, go on before we, before we eat. Yeah, so um, there are several scenarios that reflected the kind of man her father was. I remember a vivid scenario where, so in, in the Roman Catholic Church, there's something called the Eucharistic fast. So you're supposed to fast an hour or two before Mass. Mm -hmm. Now she was having severe menstrual cramps and needed to take painkillers. So of course she would need to eat before taking painkillers. And then her dad walked in on her eating and literally flogged Jesus out of her with the metal part of his belt. And then flogged her mom and her brother for aiding and abetting her sin. No, now what you're doing right now is going to scare a lot of people that want to read the book. Like, no. hey, I don't want to see violence. Hey, no, I don't it's not. That kind of book. I, I think that it wasn't violent. Like, the book did not come at you as violent, right? Because there was a starting, the starting sort of, I don't want to say prepares your mind, but she balances it out, Sha. She balances it out. Anyways, moving forward, the girl grows up. She's sort of like different from her peers. You know, she can't wear lipstick. She can't wear trousers. And her father is extremely rich. I forgot to mention, like the richest man in the town, literally. Mm. But people do not believe that she cannot as much as watch TV. Or she doesn't go to restaurants and stuff like that. So eventually, she now juxtaposes the girl's family and her cousin's family. Now they have to meet, and she has cousins who are who are her age. Um, you know, so teenage clash and everything. Her cousins obviously do not like her in particular because they feel, oh, she's too introverted. This pride is not just being introverted and everything. Mm. Now, here's the part that I really like, Sha. There's a, there was a priest. <clears throat> There was a priest in her auntie's church mm. that she met Father Madi and literally fell in love with him. And I think I like that part because I, I sort of like the idea of struggling with God over a man. You feel me? So yes, that part really got to me. Then um, you'd eventually see that her brother starts losing up. 
a lot, you know. He starts to conform with his cousins and obviously starts to rebel at home. He's being punished over time, over time, over time. Then they have a grandpa, their father's father. They're not allowed to touch him. They're not allowed to stay longer than one hour with him when they go visit him once in a year. Reason being that he's a pagan. Oh. So he doesn't send him money. He doesn't, like, he literally alienated the man. So eventually, this man has to, they go for holidays in their cousin's house. The man dies there in the cousin's house where the girl and her brother, they're at. Their father is upset. Long story short, I don't know if I should give you guys the ending of the book, but the man dies. Or rather, the man is killed. Okay, so now this book feels quite scary. Yeah. I don't think it's scary. I think it's exciting. Sounds like a thriller. No, no, well, that's why I said it's a balance. She balanced thriller, comedy, romance, everything all in one. With beautiful description because so, the setting so is in Nigeria. how could you enjoy such a book at that time? Is it because the character had something to do with what was happening then? Well, I, I don't know why... Okay, first of all, I think relatability was a thing. I could relate with a lot of the scenes in the book, with a lot of the personalities of different characters. So you might not necessarily say that one character is you, but you can pick fragments of your personality from different characters. That was a huge deal for me. That's one. Secondly, her description. I, I think I've always had an open mind to literature. Mm-hmm. And her description, her setting was University of... Nigeria Onsuka. Now, I've never been to UNN, but for some weird reason, I can give you a very vivid description of what UNN looks like. Okay. Right? So her description was one thing for me. And then also, the cultural innuendos to it. So she would add Igbo slangs. I've always loved Igbo language. So she would add Igbo slangs here and there. You know, she would put it in italics and there's a meaning, you know. All of the cultural thingy so it's just got me really giddy and of course a young green teenager you give a book that has romance <laughs> wild like romance that is forbidden someone, someone that you just uh, graduating from um, mills and bones uh, exactly do ah, you get ah. exactly and the funny thing is with the mills and bones i had to hide them inside my books to read because you could not be found reading mills and bones literally so i hide it in my book and act like i'm reading and then they'll pass and say, okay, she's studying. And I, I mean, I was a straight A student, so I could get away with it easily. Hmm. Until GS1. Hmm. I, I can't remember. No, really. I can't remember what prompted me to read Purple Hibiscus. I think a friend had read it and was going on and on about it. And I like when somebody reads a book and cannot keep quiet. It can be annoying, but it can be nice. Because it'll, curiosity will kill me. I want to see what's inside the book exactly. Gone. So, yeah. I think that was why I read the book. So, the curiosity that is hitting you up right now. <laughs> I think it was. Is that what you're trying to pass to the people? Well, I, I don't see. I feel like that book itself, as I grew older, I realized that the book was even existing way before then. And it just, the book just marketed itself. So, even if you will not take my word for it, which you should, because I'll never recommend rubbish. Hmm. But even if mm. you won't take my word, mm. I mean, even if you won't uh, take my uh, word. It's pride. <laughs> it's not pride. It's a track record. People, in fact, the entire book talk community knows that if I recommend a book. Track record. Political it's track a, record. Yeah. No, no. Book track record. It's always <laughs> a back to back. 
So yeah, it's a really good book. I think it's also a very good book because it, it evokes different emotions. So from the start, the, the book even starts with a flashback. So aside from how good the book is, the writer is skilled. Like it was when I grew older. I think when I read the book again three years ago, I had just learned how to open scenes with flashbacks. Then I read Popeye because again, I'm like... So she would start with past, present, and like you're not confused, you're not lost. You, it's following. It's the plot is arranged sequentially, and you're not you're not confused. God, I can use when I started to teach writing, I could use Popeye because to teach everything in writing, like everything. That book is good. It's so good. Okay, so that book is good, and it's been about your first your first book you ever read and yes. that really turned out to be something else because uh, from the first book you ever read to the first books <laughs> you read that were forbidden <laughs> to the one that uh, semi accepted because it's uh-huh, of course you had the, some other stories oh boy, because it was accepted had, okay it was accepted it was, it was so you accepted. you graduated from forbidden to the accepted I think another another book that I read mm-hmm. not too long for Papa Ibiscos was Fifty Shades of Grey. Hey, we. Okay, we'll get there. We'll, we'll oh get, my we'll God. Get, don't, don't be in a hurry. You'll get there during your yes, next, yes, next yes, episode. Maybe that one, you're going to drive this thing on your own. So you take your time to explain, to explain everything <laughs> that put you through that book. Maybe you won't have company oh where you have God. to hold back a few. Right? <laughs> so guys, IBK would heat you up with her experience with Fifty Shades of Grey. But some of you are all who read the book I do not and promise. saw the movies. Yeah. You don't you're not promising. I'm not promising. Okay, I'm just gonna highlight the people who are gonna make you do that. Annette Oh okay. my god. Hey, if you can hear if you can hear me right now, you have a job to do. The next time you have an session with IBK. Okay. Please somehow mention the Fifty Shades of Grey. This and she needs exactly to explain fair. everything she did with that book. Everything I did. I read the book. What else did do with books? You read it. Ah, the, way, the way you sound, doesn't sound like you just read the book. Oh, my God. So, please, guys, you have a job to do. And please do it well. When you, when you hear this right now, mm. you know that you have a job to do. Stay tuned, guys. This is The Radio Apprentice with IBK. And you just listen to book series. Yeah. Book talk series. Book talk series. Okay. All right, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Uh, Are you telling them bye? Are you really going anywhere? I am. I'm coming back. You're coming back. I'm going to come. All right, guys. Stay tuned. Are you an aspiring podcaster or you want to start a vodcast? Sign up with Auravault. Membership is free, although terms and conditions apply. To learn more about joining Auravault, visit our official website, www.auravault.com.